morning, church fam. My name is Jake Blair, here to really start off our day as we abide with Jesus, as we meditate on his word, and we pray together. This morning, I want to read out loud over us Psalm 23 and give us just a few little snippets to think on throughout the day, and then I'd love to close us out in prayer. So Psalm 23 says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. A couple of quick things I want to point out in Psalm 23 is when you think about sort of the, the structure of the Psalms, all sort of back to back, all 150 of them, that there's actually, when you zoom out, that scholars have noticed there's sort of a, an order that it's all all the psalms sort of fit together. And when you zoom out, it's kind of like this picture of the messianic king that one day uh, the, the Messiah is going to come and he is going to embody all of these psalms. And so almost think of each psalm as like a piece in a mosaic where when you zoom out, you're able to see the face of Jesus. And even right before Psalm 23 and Psalm 22, I had someone point this out to me last week, how Psalm 22, if all of the Psalms are ultimately pointing to the Messiah, then Psalm 22 talks about how there's someone uh, someone who is like uh, King David, who is feels forsaken by God. It starts with, my God, why have you forsaken me? Which it should be noted, Jesus quotes that verse while he's on the cross. And it talks about how he's abandoned and how he feels that uh, everyone around him is his enemy. But then at the end of Psalm 22, it talks about how God will justify him and redeem him. And now the nations will come to him and hear about the goodness of God. And then right after that, we have Psalm 23. So in other words, because of what Jesus has accomplished for us on the cross and resurrecting into new life, he is now able to be Psalm 23. He's able to be our good shepherd. And another thing I want to point out really quick, again, this was something uh, someone told me or I just even read recently, but when you look at Psalm 23, when you are able to see sort of literarily um, in the Hebrew, the middle phrase or the middle word in the psalm that is sort of the central point of the entire psalm of Psalm 23 is the phrase in verse four, you are with me. Now, isn't that like so cool to think about? Psalm 23, the central idea is that the Lord, Yahweh, Jesus, he is with us wherever we go because of what he's accomplished for us. He is in us. He is near us. He is with us. So with that in mind, I'd love to pray for us right now. God, we thank you for the truth of Psalm 22 and Psalm 23, that you are with us. I'm reminded about the command or the promise in Matthew 28, that you are with us to the very end of the age. 
that because of what you've accomplished for us, because of your spirit dwelling within us, you are not going anywhere. So, Father, I pray wherever we are this week, whether we are just going through perhaps a season of doubt or a season of fill-in-the-blank, however it looks, God, will you comfort us with the promise that you are with us, that you love us, you delight to be near us. So, Father, because you are near, help us to draw near to you. We love you, Lord. Amen.